can be a challenge at times, but it's a lot of fun. Um, we're, we just recently got to know him within the last year, but we've all become, like, kind of welcomed him to our family, and he's a part of the team now, and he's a great leader for our store. He's very upbeat, very positive. Uh, he's just a nice guy to be around. Uh, he's always ensuring that everything's getting done, making sure that we have whatever we need to get it done. He's just, he's a really great boss. Darren has definitely helped me branch out in my, um, shyness, I guess you could call it, about doing stuff. And like he's gotten me more encouraged about like doing schedule and more training and that kind of stuff and helped me to be more confident in myself. And so he's helped me branch out some and step outside my comfort zone. So it's been really nice. I feel like it's just his energy for one. I, I love the positive energy. I don't work well with negative people. So what he does right when he walks in, I feel like the, we're getting ready to do good, you know. That's what I love about him most. It's just his energy and the positivity. I think he motivates me, and he has a lot of faith in me. Like, he, just some things we've talked about, he's like, I would never give up on you. And that's just the kind of person he is. <laughs> Darren's biggest strengths. Like I said, he's a really go, good go-getter. He's always upbeat, always smiling, always trying to get everyone in on joking mood. Um, and he, he actually pushes for everything. Darren's made some contributions to my career. He's always trying to get me to level up, to be better, to, he wants me to take my own store, of course, but he's just always trying to make me better, no matter what. Even if I'm doing great, he's still going to be there right beside me, making sure he's, that I'm better, I'm hopefully better than him. I've noticed he likes to be tidy, so that's one good strength he has. He keeps things uncluttered, and that is like a good environment to work in. Um, Darren has helped me be more patient and understanding um, and he's taught me more of like the literal things here um, especially with like our new employees and like new things that he's done with our store that we aren't used to so I have a better understanding of it and the business itself so I think like we're growing as that in that kind of aspect. Darren's biggest strength is probably energy, motivates, um, he's a little busybody. He just is. I think Darren's been so successful as a partner because he can multitask like somebody I haven't seen before. <laughs> He's, like I said, very positive. He's very worried about his crew. He uh, conducts business in a very professional way. I think some of his biggest strengths are probably his ability to encouragement. He can turn a day upside down. Um, it can, some days, like, we'll all be really tired or not feeling the greatest, like our mental is down, and then he'll be like, okay, we need a cheer up, take five minutes, and we got this. Just bring back your A game, let's make these customers have a wow experience and have a really good time here. So, he's always really encouraging. Darren, I think you're a great person, and you go far in life, and you motivate me to be a better person. Congratulations. Please welcome to the stage, Darren Schwartz. Good morning. <laughs> My name's Darren Swartz, like they said. I want to personally welcome you to the 2021 convention. I hope you all are having an excellent time here in St. Louis. By the way, go Cardinals. I love the Cardinals. Um, 
and I hope you have some time to interact with the sharpshooters of the Dio Rogers family. But most of all, you're getting to have fun, laugh, and smile. All right? This is also a great time to reset, refocus, and re-energize yourself so you can go back inspired and motivated to help your team to amazing greatness. I'm the operating partner of the Camdenton, Missouri location, and I'm very excited to get to share my story with you all today. But before I got here, I started my career out at Sonic in um, Jefferson City, Missouri at the age of 15. I just thought it was a cool job where I'd get to make money and tips to buy things I wanted. At that age, my parents had to pick me up every day and drop me off to work. I know it had to be an inconvenience to them because we didn't live close, but they never showed it. Little did I know at the time, they were showing me what hard work, dedication, and responsibility was all about. They led by example. They would both get up early every morning and complete small tasks before they would go to their normal jobs. Often, they would challenge themselves by having more than one job at once. They were always busy showing and demonstrating to us what hard work, dedication, responsibility was all about. My parents always wanted the best for my brother and I, whether it be in, at home, sports, school, or anything we did. If you're going to do it, make sure it's worth doing and give it your best. Yes, we do fail sometimes, but if you get back up and try even harder, that's what will make you better. They always said, keep pushing to be better, and that's what will make you great. When starting Sonic as the first job, like most teenagers, I didn't expect to make my first job a career. I'm just curious, how many out there had Sonic as your first job? Wow, that's awesome. I guess once Sonic gets in your blood, you're Sonic for life. So the first couple years, I learned a lot about what it took to make a great car hop. Yes, I was a skating car hop. But don't ask me to put on skates today because I'd probably fall. <laughs> the crew made coming into work enjoyable, fun, and had a sense of belonging. I was loving it. Then in my third year, the ge my general manager, Eric, gave me the annual review and asked if I'd be interested in cross-training and starting to learn the process in the kitchen. Eric was a great general manager. He always coached and pushed me to harder levels to become great. He also shared little tips and tricks to become faster and to serve the guests better. He also led by example, always helping with orders and making and working hard and most of all making it fun. I think since he and his team made work fun and created this feeling of family, that's what made me enjoy coming into work. I continued to work at that location until I graduated high school and went off to college. Once in college, I realized how important it was to work while I was in school. So I applied at the local Sonic. At the time, Jason Carver was the general manager. He now operates the Marshall, Missouri location. I, want, I wanted to stick with Sonic because it was something I knew and I already liked it. It took me a little while to adapt to the new settings and how Jason ran his drive-in. At the time I was hired, we were all very young, but the team was great. Jason and I worked a lot of Friday nights and long shifts together. Jason always was willing to work around my crazy school schedule and allowed me to take time off to go back home to see my family because it was important. One of the things I remember about working with Jason is just how much he cared for all his employees. He would always ask how well school was going or if there was anything I needed. I think just by him asking those little questions and believing in his team to do great is what made us great and feel appreciated. 
I think by me getting to work with Jason, it also taught me how to care for my people. Still to this day, I take time to thank everyone for coming into work. I thank them for a job well done when they leave for the day. I believe that what makes them feel appreciated. I also talk with each individual to get to know them personally, to create a sense of family within the drive-in. People that enjoy coming into work and feel like they're a part of something greater will always push to be greater. I want to thank Jason for allowing me to be part of his team in Sedalia and also teaching me how to care for people and establish a feeling of family within the drive-in. So glad you got to be part of the Dio Rogers family. After finishing my two-year degree in Sedalia, I left Jason and his team to finish my degree in Warrensburg, Missouri. Over the next two years, I stepped away from Sonic to finish my education, graduating in 2008. I then returned home in search of a job in my major. I started working with the Department of Revenue doing corporate business taxes, which was boring. There wasn't that rush, excitement, sense of family, nor did I feel appreciated for a job well done. So I started back at Sonic in the evening and continued to work my day job. At this time, I felt like my parents working two jobs. This was very hard and tiring, but I was determined. And plus, Sonic was in my blood. Has anybody ever left and still had the feeling that Sonic was calling them back? No, no one? All right. <laughs> While we were returning to Sonic, Eric was still the general manager at the time. He was ecstatic that I returned. A few weeks after working, we started talking about becoming an assistant manager. I was hesitant and skeptical at first because I still had my day job and was only working Sonic at nights. Eric believed in me and said I could be the night manager and he would work around my schedule. So I agreed and started training. I was loving it. I missed being back at Sonic. While I was training, I met a very special someone, but I didn't realize it then. After managing a few months, I had a review with Eric and Brian Evers. That's whenever I was presented with the question that would change my career forever. They were both pleased at how well I was performed as an assistant and had full confidence I'd perform even better as an associate manager next in line to the general manager. However, by accepting this position, I had to delegate more time to Sonic and to leave the department. I took a leap of faith and turned in my resignation with the department. Being back with Sonic full-time and in a higher position, my training really took off. The training was way more in-depth about the operations of the day-to-day -day business and monthly basis. During the training, they always emphasized how a well-trained crew can do amazing things. All this happened very quickly, and next thing I knew, I was running the Sonic in Eldon, Missouri, temporarily while helping Joe Parkins take over Eldon since it was in his hometown. While I assisted Joe in the day-to-day -day operations, we really emphasized on a how, well, how important it is to take care of the guests. I wasn't in Eldon very long, then back to Jefferson City. Then in 2009, I got the opportunity to run my own drive-in, located in Fulton, Missouri. I still remember being presented with the keys and being introduced to the team. I was nervous, excited, and filled with many different emotions. I was ready to take this store to the top but little did I know I couldn't do it by myself. I needed a successful team. I spent the next eight and a half years building the team, learning, growing to be a better manager, leader, coach, friend, husband, and father. It was rough. I felt I had to do everything by myself to conquer this store, like a one-man army, and I managed like a dictator. 
As many of you guessed, this did not work in my favor. When my supervisor visited the team, my team was scared because I led them to be scared. There was always something wrong or I could be better. Brian, my supervisor at the time, was just pushing me to be better. However, I saw it as if he was attacking me instead of coaching me. We would always walk around the store looking for areas of opportunity. I remember him always saying, the hardest part about managing is following up. He would always say, don't expect what you don't inspect. I, would, I still use those words today when I train. I think he was hard on me because he knew I had the potential to be great and he didn't want to see me settle. Everything I loved and appreciate about the previous drive-ins I was a part of, I was having a hard time establishing those qualities in my own drive-in. I forgot how it was to have fun and to make it a caring and welcoming atmosphere. I wasn't getting the numbers I knew I could get and I was taking it out on my team instead of looking in the mirror. At this point in time, I was just hiring to fire. I wasn't happy and the crew knew I wasn't happy and the work environment and morale showed it. We were going nowhere quick. I was on the verge of being burnt out and thought about throwing in the towel. I wasn't happy because all I was doing was living to work instead of working to live. Then in 2011, that miracle happened. That special someone I met back in Jefferson City at the first store I worked at messaged me. Wow, God works in amazing ways and in incredible times. Little did I know she would help me refocus and reset and start me having fun in life, not only once, but many times throughout my career. You guessed it, she's my wife, Jody, and my rock. We also have two wonderful children, Atticus five and eight and three. Thank you all so much for always being there and so supportive in my dreams. I love you all. I was back at being happy again and this started to show within my drive-in. The crew morale was getting better along with our results. We as a team were succeeding and doing great. Then it all changed once again in March 2012 when we were sold to Dio Rogers. I feared all the changes and what it was going to mean for my team, myself, and I, and Jody. Once again, I contemplated quitting because it was stressful and nerve-wracking because the only Sonics I've ever worked in were Excel-owned stores. I explained to Jody how everything was going to be. I didn't know if I was ready for all these changes. I still remember her saying, everything happens for a reason. Give it a shot. I know you are great at what you do, but whatever you decide, I'm with you. On the first day of the changeover, I met with James Junkin, and we talked about how great Deal Rogers franchise is and how excited they are for us to join the family. We also went over some of the differences and what to expect and that Deal Rogers is a growing franchise and that they always take care of their people. That got me thinking that this may not have been a bad change after all. Along with the new franchise came a new supervisor by the name of Clinton Harrelson. He was also new to Deal Rogers and we learned many of the new systems together, such as paying bills, payroll, the GYR and other operations. We also learned that Deal Rogers was all about taking care of his people and training people within your team to be partners as well. This transition was especially hard coming from where the main person in charge was responsible for doing every task themselves all the time. Another big change was the work schedule and how it was based off the green, yellow, red scorecard. However, that didn't bother me too much because I was basically working that schedule for the most part and I was called what some people would say a workaholic. 
On all of Clint's visits to the store, we would go over each category in the scorecard looking for areas to improve as a team. With being judged in all these different categories and it determining your work schedule, I realized that one individual could do it alone and it was time to start training my team. So the training began, but every time one of my assistants failed at something, I would just take it back away and they would feel useless and punished, not wanting to ever do the task again because they weren't good enough in my eyes. Then there I would be doing all the tasks myself while my team was eager to learn, but I wasn't sharing the knowledge. Then one day, Jamie Sloan came by and asked, hey, how's everything going? Anything I can help you with? I said, it's going okay, but I can't get my management team to do any of the day-to-day -day tasks besides get the orders out the door. He's like, why do you think that is? I don't know, I train them and they do it, but I guess they don't do it right enough and I just take it back away to do it myself because it's quicker, it's easier and faster. He said, is it really quicker or, do you, or have you really given them all the tools to be successful? Or is half of it still in your head because it's something that you've been doing for so long, you just know how to do it and what to expect? Jamie explained and he went on to say, Get it out of your head and into writing and start coaching and explaining it better. I know you are great and you have the knowledge and tools to do it, but it's solely up to you to do it. This was just one of many of Jamie's visits on his area tours. It had me, as at the time, I didn't know what to think, but it had me questioning my old ways, motivating me to look past them for better ones. However, I still didn't quite understand and, it just expect, and I just expected each assistant to be great after showing them how to complete a task. There were many times that when they hit the assistant manager stage, I would just expect greatness out of them without further training them on how to be great. I didn't have a problem building a manager team, but retaining them, on the other hand, was a huge issue. I lost a lot of great, talented people when I operated Fulton because I wasn't sure on how to train and lead effectively. While I was in Fulton, I had the privilege of working with many great supervisors in which I learned something special from all of them. Jesse Ayers was my supervisor for a short time when he first started his supervising career. A couple things I remember about Jesse was that when he visited my store, he was always wearing a jacket because he was from Texas and he always said it was cold. <laughs> While I got to only work with him for a little while before he was relocated back to Texas, he helped open my eyes to the company. Sorry, I gotta take a drink. Jesse was very caring for all of his people, sometimes to the point that he would get emotionally choked up. That's whenever I thought to myself, wow, another person that really cares for his people in Deal Rogers and what they do daily. Since he was new to supervising in the company and talked how great it was and how it continued to grow, it also gave me hopes to brighten my future with the company as well. After Jesse moved back to Texas, I got another individual new to supervising by the name of Trent Brewer. We learned a lot of things together as well, but he also demonstrated a deep caring for his team. One day I asked him how he became a supervisor because after having two new supervisors fresh to supervising, I was interested as well. He simply put, train your people to do what you do. Wow. That's it, I thought, but that came way harder than expected coming from someone who still exemplified control issues within the drive-in. Dio Rogers continued to grow as a supervisor, 
continued to grow, and for me, that meant another supervisor. I was like, great. That's whenever I was introduced to Josh Greenwood, and that's and more super, another supervisor and more changes. Little did I know this was one of the greatest changes in my career. Not only is he a great coach and mentor, but a great friend to whom I communicate with often today. Josh believed in me and wanted me to be the best and always pushed me to grow and to be better than yesterday. There were several times we talked about training and how part of training and learning is failing sometimes. We also had conversations about how beneficial it is to have a well-trained team and what it means to care for your people. Josh was always caring and a hardworking person. I remember him helping me all night one evening redoing the wall underneath my back sink because it needed fixed badly. He didn't have to help me, but he did, and that was just one of many ways he showed me how much he cared about me. I also recall in one of the conversations about training him saying, if you want to continue to do what you do every day, then don't show anyone. This statement also opened my eyes to, up to training and how I need to start investing more into my teams. If I don't want to be the only one in the store doing truck order, schedule, inventory, etc., then I need to start letting go and start training, training better and more effectively. Also, when training, he always stated how important it is that you care about the team and the individual you are training to get the maximum results. Remember, they will fail, and when they do, don't take it away from them or scold them. Find a positive in their failing to boost their confidence and coach the opportunity so they will be eager to try again and learn more things in the future. With a better trained team, and less, and I became less stressed and a lot happier at work and in my home life. The, ba the balance between work and home was much more manageable. Not to mention, when the work environment is a lot more positive and fun, the guest satisfaction begins to climb as well. We were once again riding an all-time high and performing well. Then as Jamie would call it, I got fat and comfortable. My teens, performance, and I started to relax. I let my foot off the gas and the momentum we had slowed down. I knew what I had to do, but for some reason, I couldn't get refocused, nor did I care. I got caught up in training crew members to become assistants so they could just have the title. But then for some reason, I would stop training them once they hit that level, thinking they should continue to learn and grow by themselves. I was wrong. Man, was I ever so wrong. I was fully staffed in management, but were they trained effectively to achieve excellence? Not a chance. I was basically training them to be key holders with no future growth in management so I could just get some time away. I was failing and got caught up in a horrible tailspin and falling quickly. Once again, I wasn't happy and the stress level had me on the verge of throwing in the towel once again. I was so close to quitting that there was, I had my resume all typed up and about ready to be sent to other jobs. It was bad. I needed a break, but I couldn't take one because I lost trust in my management team that I thought I had trained. I lost my passion to be great. Josh helped me see my future and the potential for me and my family with Deal Rogers. Once again, pointed out the positives and how great of a leader I am and that he still believed in me. He always said I had a great team if I would just get out of their way. I just didn't believe in my team or myself to lead them anymore. He instructed me to take the weekend off 
to go do something fun and to leave my phone behind and to give the crew his number and to call him if they needed anything. Then on Monday to give him a call back on my way into work. By him allowing me to do this and him being there on, for me on this breaking point really showed me how deeply he cared for my career and my family. I think this is just one of the major pillars that helped strengthen Josh's and I's relationship with one another. So over the next couple days, I thought I talked things over with my wife, Jody, and my parents. They both also helped remind me of all the positives I had working with Dale Rogers and running the drive-in and how great I am as a leader, even though at the time I didn't see it in myself. It was nice to get away and to reset and refocus. Then whenever I called Josh back on Monday, he told me how he was thinking of me and my family over the weekend and hope he wasn't too late. And he lost a great partner and potential great leader in his team. Then he, then he recommended me reading the book, The Leader Who Had No Title. After reading this book and having a chance to refocus on the positives in the drive-in and in life, I was finally once again ready to move forward. The book really inspired me and to want to be to want to learn more so I can continue to better myself and others around me through positivity and leadership. Josh continued to push me and to grow as a leader, and at this point in the game, I was eager to learn. One of the things that he mentioned in one of Josh's and Jamie's visits was when a leader stops learning and seeking more knowledge, they stop growing as a leader. Great leaders never stop learning. You never want the student to outsmart the coach. Not only did this speak to me in my personal, speak to me, sorry, speak to me personally in my own career, but also helped me light a fire in my other teammates to further their knowledge. This also made me realize that I was responsible for the growth of my team because they are a direct reflection of me. It was time to grow and start selling the dream of becoming a partner. So on my quest to seek more knowledge to not only better myself, but also to enhance the knowledge of my crew, I became a certified instructor to teach AMLC and SMS classes. I began to read many different types of leadership books so I could get better at adapting to people's learning styles and how to help motivate them to greatness. I was finally on the right path of successfully training my team members to be great leaders, yet I still haven't produced a partner in Dio Rogers, and Jamie reminded me on that on one of his visits. During his visit, he complimented on all the success we were having, but he also asked why I was holding my managers back from the dream of running their own drive-in. Is it because if you let them go, you are afraid they're going to fail because they don't quite do the same things you do? Then he asked, were you as good in your first couple years as you are now? Did you not make little mistakes or have questions when, after you started? Did that not make you stronger? And that if you really cared for them, wouldn't you want to give back the opportunity just like someone gave you? This was just one of those conversations that after Jamie left, had my mind in a frenzy. Over the next several years, I was finally able to let go and give back the dream to three of my teammates and inspired many others in their sonic careers. The feeling of giving back the opportunity and seeing them not only better their career, but also better their lives of their family members 
was just a remarkable feeling of joy and accomplishment. After they were placed in their own drive-in, I continued to help mentor them when they needed assistance or had any other questions. While I was training my own team to be great, Josh was always there constantly recommending different books to read to make sure I continued to further my education and leadership. At this stage in the game, he would constantly remind me of how great of a team I had if I would just get out of their way sometimes. With getting out of their way more, Josh started to train me on supervisory skills and reports. He allowed me to spread my wings and to travel to other stores to conduct store reviews, food safety audits, teach classes, and even host a couple partner meetings. By him taking the time to teach me these things and allowing me to do these things, showed me he had a lot of faith in me and wanted me to succeed in my career. He gave me all the tools and all the opportunities to allow me to become, to achieve the dream of being supervisor eligible. By him allowing me to do these things, not only has it helped me and my team, I was also to help, I was also helping his team and other teams throughout the region. I can't thank him enough for everything he has done for me and my family. Thank you, Josh. Then in 2009, my family and I were offered an amazing opportunity to move to Camdenton, Missouri and take over, at the time, one of the busiest drive-ins in the southern Missouri region. So a new challenge began for me and my family. For the first time in 10 years, I was the new person in a drive-in. I was new to a supervisor group. Buddy Ogletree was now my supervisor, and I couldn't wait to learn new things from him. I was privileged to walk into a store with a lot of great talent. However, the teamwork, motivation, and fun wasn't there anymore. I believe after being in Camdenton for over, for just over a little two and a half years, we're doing amazing things. I spent a lot of time investing in my crew within the first couple years, and still do to this day. I continue to, I conduct weekly one-on-one -on -one chats with my managers, and we also have monthly management meetings. I help encourage personal growth and knowledge. After the first couple years, we, after the first year, we only missed being 100% green by one category, and we quickly changed that in 2020. And we raised sales by almost a million dollars within the first couple years. And we averaged a profit more than $250,000. We also averaged 95% in food safety, in which one of them, me and my team, got our first 100% food safety audit. We also promoted four crew members to management and helped train two new partner trainees. Buddy has also continued to let me visit drive-ins throughout his area to conduct store reviews, food safety audits, and to better his team as well. I want to thank everybody. I would say names, but as you guys can tell, I've already been up here long enough, <laughs> who has invested their time and energy into my teams, my family, myself along the way to brighten my career with D.L. Rogers. This has allowed me to touch many people's lives in the organization, either through classes I have helped teach, story views, phone calls from other partners to chat about operations, team building, or just life. And for everybody that knows me on a personal basis, they know there are many times in life when the drive-in, I say or I do something goofy, usually making a fool of myself just to make people laugh and smile because if you aren't making people laugh and smile, you're not living. Once again, my name is Darren Swartz, and I want to thank the D.O. Rogers family for believing in me 
and allowing me to share my story with you all today. Now I want to challenge each and every one of you to go out and start making people laugh and smile and start living. After all, life's too short not to enjoy every moment of it. Thank you all so much. Thank you.